welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel, all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel. and welcome back to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahar Rose DeVore, the founder of the Travel Coach Network and the creator and instructor of the Travel Coach Certification Program. Today, I have a very lovely guest. I have Jill Valentine. Jill is a co-founder and transformational travel and life purpose coach at UGO Impact. She is a pioneer in the transformational travel space, leading travel for change coaching programs that marry life coaching and volunteering abroad since 2015. Jill helps her clients find their purpose and deeper sense of meaning and happiness while at the same time impacting local communities in Belize, Nepal, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Ecuador, and Tanzania. She has spent over two decades working and volunteering for over 30 organizations in the charity and nonprofit sector, both locally and abroad. She is the creator of the UGO Triple Change Effect Model and the author of Dare to Be a Dandelion. She's an aggressively grateful global adventurer, a passionate force for good, lives by the words, quote, make it happen, end quote, and is inspiring her daughter to do the same. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. There's a lot to unpack in there, but I'm so happy to have you on the TCN podcast today. I'm super excited to be here. Wonderful. Before we get started and dive into all of that, can you share more about yourself and where your passion for travel stem from? I'm a transformative travel coach. I've been doing it since 2014. Super excited about all things travel and service. My passion for travel stemmed from starting traveling fairly young with my family. We moved from Ireland to Canada when I was just three. Every year we would travel somewhere different, whether it was trips down to Florida and then some bigger, more exciting trips like visiting Ireland, heading to London, doing all the exciting London sites. There was just something about getting away from the regular old school and our neighborhood and just seeing super exciting and amazing new things. I've come to realize I'm all about novelty in my life. Getting away from the familiar, I think, was really exciting for me. And bonding with my family when we did it, it's also really special, you know? I think that was a big thing, realizing how special the time away can be when you go with family, friends, and at the same time, just discovering a new exciting place. Was there a place that really made an impact on you or transformed your life in some way? So many places in my adulthood, for sure. As a child, I'd have to say actually going back to Ireland because we had that first experience with a donkey coming up to our car and trying to stick its head in the window and lick it. And that to me was truly like otherworldly. That kind of stuff didn't happen living in Toronto, Ontario, when I remember hiking and doing all sorts of really outdoorsy stuff. And then living in Uganda, volunteering in the Philippines. The first time I visited Tanzania and climbed Kilimanjaro. So many times, truly probably too many to list. <laughs> Well, obviously you have such a love and passion for travel, so much so that in 2015, you started combining your interest of the volunteer world and then marrying that with helping others in your sense life coaching. 
how did that get started? And when did you start incorporating this sense of transformative travel? I went and lived abroad in Uganda for a year back in 2011. I was volunteering within the disability sport world, and it was one of the most impactful years of my life. I was having the most incredible time. I went with a guy that I had just started dating, and on both the personal and professional front, it was just incredible. I held the first National Disability Sports Summit. I got engaged while we were there. Incredible year. I then came back to Toronto and actually found myself really, really miserable. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. I don't think I can go back to a nine to five. I decided I actually wanted to become a life coach. I took my coaching certification. And of course, it's just coaching, right? It's all about you being coached. And I discovered so much about myself, like my values, my strengths, my limiting beliefs. I feel like there was like Jill and then Jill version 2.0 after that experience. So much of what I learned was from my time in Uganda. I recognized that everything I valued had been present in Uganda and it was not at all present in Toronto. There was so much learning and self-discovery. At the end of the program, everyone's like, who are you going to coach? What's your niche going to be? What are you going to do? Something kept coming back to volunteering, humanitarian stuff. I've always been passionate humanitarian. And then I went and I spent a month in the Philippines doing recovery and rebuilding work after Typhoon Haiyan. I was there with a ton of incredible volunteers. And I started thinking, I feel like the coaching thing could work here. And I actually did start coaching a number of the volunteers and a lot of them were struggling with, how do I go from this purpose-filled experience back home? I just thought, oh my gosh, this is it. Coaching is super impactful. The volunteer abroad experience is crazy impactful and transformative. If I put the two together, what transformative experience? I started doing that. I actually ran my first program to Belize in 2015, where we volunteered for a local organization and we did coaching before, during, and after the experience. Not a surprise, incredible transformations and results for the clients. And we made a difference in a community. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, all the things I love in life are like coming together in one amazing business. So I've continued doing that and have been loving it ever since, except for the COVID years, which were obviously a little tricky, but the rest of the time, it's been pretty awesome. I love how you combined all of those different aspects of what you are interested in, what your passions are. I'm always telling the members of my Travel Coach Network that you really can shape and create your dream business and lifestyle, but you have to be in tune with what that looks like for yourself. And you were aware of giving back and helping others and making an impact fulfills me and I want to incorporate that. Travel is something you're so passionate about. I want to incorporate that. Helping others and making a difference. Coaching is something that you believed in because it helped you so much that you want to do that with others. I love how you created this business. Tell us more about what you do in your business and what the model is for that. Do you just take people on volunteer abroad programs or what does that look like and how do you incorporate coaching into that? I run what I call transformative travel experiences. They're also called travel for change experience because our model is change yourself, change your community, change your world. For example, I have a program called Courage Community Kilimanjaro that I've run twice in the past and we're running it again early next year. It's a three-month coaching program. We do group coaching before, while we're on trip, and then after. The abroad experience happens right in the middle of the coaching program. This particular one, we go away for two weeks to Tanzania. We volunteer with an incredible women's organization doing manual building work. And then we spend a week climbing 
Mount Kilimanjaro. The whole curriculum is about deepening sense of self, getting clarity on more meaning, building confidence, which happens through the whole program, but definitely on the mountain. An incredible chance for people to do self-reflection, get away from your familiar, be just themselves, not be a parent, an employee, a boss, or whatever, just be able to go away be themselves, see what comes up while being in service, see what comes when they're challenging themselves on a mountain and connecting with people looking for a similar journey of giving back and self-growth. That's kind of the programs I ran. I ran a similar one called Elevate Ecuador recently. It was a week of volunteering and an optional opportunity to go to the Galapagos after. I really believe so passionately. One, obviously we know travel is hugely transformative, but the extra thing that I do that is different than a lot of other retreats or transformative travel experiences is I feel very deeply in the service piece, especially for people looking for more meaning, looking for more purpose. It really cracks open a different part of us that we can then explore. And that's not to say everyone has to go and open up an orphanage or whatever after the fact. That's definitely not it. It's just about exploring how to be more purposeful and of service in your life and to tap into all the different things that can bring more meaning. Yeah, I've always been someone who's been very involved in volunteer work. It's something that's always fulfilled me throughout high school, throughout university. Whenever I could find time, I love incorporate my mom in with it so we can do stuff together. I too have been to the Philippines. I don't think believe it was the same devastating storm that we were at. I forgot what year it was, but it was Super Typhoon Yolanda that I went. It was my first time in Southeast Asia and I was in Taiwan when the typhoon went through parts of the Philippines and I too spent over a month in what's called Bentayan Island. Randomly found a group of volunteers and it's one of the stories that I tell over and over again because I've been to 84 countries and it's an experience that really made a big impact. I completely understand the power that humanitarianism and giving back and making impact can do. And a lot of people are looking for that, especially after the pandemic. People are looking for more purpose to their own lives and ways to better the planet and better communities, especially when we travel. We hear terms like responsible tourism and regenerative tourism. Are there any of these things what you incorporate or talk about in your business as well? And can you share more with our audience exactly what that might look like or mean? Absolutely. I have personally volunteered abroad before. I do just a ton of volunteer community development work here. I take that piece extremely seriously. It's not, oh, let's just go build a school because that's what we feel like. A big part of our curriculum is understanding how to actually do development work properly and ethically and sustainably and not go with that kind of white savior mentality. We partner with people that are responsible in terms of the work that they're doing on the ground. For example, Maggie, who runs the Dare Women's Foundation, is also a safari company owner. She's a huge conservationist. Even during our trip, she'll talk all about responsible travel, how to do it, conservation, all sorts of things. So that's just kind of baked into what we do. We talk about the white savior thing and how to travel responsibly to other countries, wherever they are in the world. When I'm there, we talk about the pros and cons of that, how to not perpetuate the colonial power dynamic that already exists. All of those things are embedded in our program because we do take very seriously that when we go and visit somewhere, we don't want to be ultimately leaving the place worse than when we arrived. We would like to ultimately have a positive impact and not just immediately, but long-term as well. When we look for partners, we're looking for partners that we can 
eventually work ourselves out of the community, not have them become dependent on us. That kind of stuff, I just think is really important. Part of our business model, as well as part of the curriculum and things that we talk about and, and teach. It's a growing topic that I don't think is going to go away. There's a lot of tourism boards that are incorporated, shifting their business models on how they can use tourism as a way to better their communities and their locals, local businesses, and more. We also have a lot for not only volunteering abroad, but also locally. What do you think it is about travel and volunteering abroad that makes it slightly different from, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't volunteer locally. There's so many different great opportunities, but we all believe in the power of travel. Everyone listening to this podcast, what do you believe is so powerful about traveling to another country and making an impact there or spending time there can do for the traveler and also for the community. There's the obvious, there's the getting away from your familiar, all the things that are here in your life, your responsibilities, all of that. And that can happen in any capacity, whether you're all-inclusive vacation or volunteering abroad or whatever. The in-country part that is so powerful when you give back is that you're connecting with the local culture in a completely different way than if you're just staying at a resort or hanging at a hostel or visiting restaurants. Usually our engagement with the local community is the people that are serving you. They're the people that are serving you at a restaurant or welcomed you to the hotel. And so that relationship dynamic is kind of limited and often transactional. Thank you for bringing me the meal. Here's money. When you go and you volunteer, the relationship is so different, especially healthy volunteering, not where we're going in as white saviors and anything. We go in with a very genuine, you know, sense of equal partnerships and collaboration and everything. And then we spend time truly immersed in the community. We have a group of mamas that comes in and they prepare lunches and we help them with that. They are doing handicraft work and teaching us and we're learning and we're building. And it's this incredible experience where we're really immersed in the community. And that's when we really can get a sense of what the local culture is about and also connect in that sort of way where we see the common humanity and where we bond. And even if we don't speak the same language, we end up bonding over, you know, dancing and laughter, food, all of that. I just feel that the experience has that much more depth and richness. Travel is an incredible opportunity to look at another culture and go, what do I love about this? What am I finding jarring and difficult? What are their values here? What are my values from home? What are things I can learn. And when we're volunteering abroad and really working like hand in hand with the locals in great partnership, those experiences are just so ripe for all of that learning growth. I think that's what makes it very different than just visiting as more of a tourist. Immersive travel, cultural immersion, these are terms that are being tossed around a lot in the industry. So I always say it's really important for you to define what that looks like and means for your own business as well. Going back to the aspect of coaching being implemented into your business, do you usually ask questions for your clients? Is there an onboarding, getting to know your clients? Can you give any examples of types of coaching questions that you may work with with your clients or ask them? We have an entire curriculum that we take our clients clients through. It's based on our triple change model, changing yourself, which is going in and becoming very aware of who you are. We do values work, strengths work, just looking at who we are. And the next piece is changing your community. And when I say community, I mean the people in your lives. So we dive in on your relationships, who's in your life, what's your relationship to your local community that you live in. And then the change your world piece is the 
service? How are you impacting your world through your business, personally, volunteering, raising your children, whatever that might be? There's a number of different exercises and activities we do. It's all based on what we have is the three pillars of happiness, which are sense of purpose, nourishing relationships, and sense of gratitude. So everything is sprinkled in with all of this fostering of what I have done extensive research on and believe to be three of the key pillars to happiness. We have a program that starts with a let's go module that we do prior to leaving. So it's everything from starting to do the self-awareness to intention setting for the experience. We have an in-country program that includes journaling and some powerful coaching exercises when we're there and reacting to what's coming up for you. So that part's very also reactive and set curriculum. When we come home, it's the what now? How do we reintegrate into home? What did you discover about yourself? What do you want to do now that you're home to live your best life, to be of service, to add more meaning? We help them hold accountability. So we have a very specific curriculum with PDF modules and all of the different things in a journal that really takes them through a full journey of self-exploration and meets them where they're at, but also challenges them to dig deeper and ultimately figure out what it is that's going to make them happy and <laughs> help them to foster more of that in their lives when it really boils down to it. Who are you? What makes you happy in life? What brings you meaning? And how can we make that happen in your life for you is ultimately the journey we take people on. That speaks volumes in the travel coaching world. It's really what we're all about is asking those deeper questions and making people really think about what are they looking for out of an experience. We all know just how beneficial travel can be on us, whether it's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially. Travel is that tool for but setting those intentions for it so that you're aware of what you're in need of and you can make better decisions on what kind of experiences to have, what kind of connections to make, all the things that we naturally do travel anyways, but we don't bring awareness and purpose to it. We're leaving such an opportunity on the table to really use travel as this tool to transform and to impact and to change us and help us reach these personal goals that we're looking for. That intention is such a, a powerful piece there. You mentioned that a lot of your clients have had transformative experiences. Is there one in particular that you can share with us or an example of one? Oh my goodness. We had somebody join us who was a coach and was interested in humanitarian work and loved travel, similar in terms of interest and everything. She joined us for our Courage Community Kilimanjaro program and had such an extraordinary experience, especially like climbing on the mountain, tackling the mountain. She just found extraordinary sense of confidence and strength from the mountain that she was a new coach. When she came back, she told me that every single day she got to work building her business. She kept thinking, I can conquer Killy, like, and go through that experience. I can do this. She's now an incredible six-figure coach. She got into tapping. She's just rocking it and has done other additional coaching programs post, more focused on her business and everything. But she just had this extraordinary experience finding this incredible sense of like, wow, I am capable of doing that. She's one of several of our clients who have had that incredible walking away from this experience, realizing what we really are capable of and not even just the mountain. We often find, even if you don't do the Killy trip, but the physical work and the going deep, which some people are very hesitant around the coaching. They're like, I wanted to climb Killy or I just wanted to volunteer. But 
they come back being like, I had no idea I could go that deep within myself, or I had no idea that I was physically capable of building, like digging a hole with a pickaxe. That has been just a recurring thing for so many of our clients. They come back with a really deep sense of confidence and capability within themselves. I could go on. Different people come for different reasons, but that for sure is one that so, so many of our clients just come away with an incredible sense of, I am more amazing and more capable than I thought I was. Yeah. Travel can truly do that for you. Give you that boost of confidence and self-esteem and introduces you to your weaknesses and your strengths. I know as a solo female backpacker myself for so many years, I really from take a step back and I'm like, who was that girl and how did she do it? I always say travel has been my greatest professor and really has morphed me into who I am today and the business person and the life that I have today. It's just that powerful of a tool. In the world of travel coaching, what we aspire to do is allow everyone to recognize that power because let's face it, not everyone is an avid traveler. Not everyone has the time or interest to go and backpack the world. And I totally get it's not for everyone, but everyone does travel. Everyone does take a vacation. Everyone does turn to booking a trip for some internal reasons and travel coaching brings that to the surface for them. Where do you see the future of travel coaching going? You've been a travel coach for quite a while now, but obviously believe in the power of coaching and the power of travel. Any ideas or any opinions on that? I do think that more and more people will just sort of book a flight and use a travel coach at the same time is what I think we're going to head towards. I used to be a gap year coach for kids taking their gap years. Parents would say like, my kid's going to take a gap year, but I want to make it intentional and learning and development, not just have my kid backpack through a bunch of pubs and come home at the end being like beers taste like in all the different countries, but go off and say, Hey, I'm going to backpack and maybe I'll take some cooking courses in France or specifically do different things and stretch myself. People will start looking to add sort of that coaching element when they do intentionally book a trip. I think it's going to become more of a, a commonplace thing. Everyone wants to go and just yoga not that it's a bad thing, but sort of very retreat. And I think we're going to get into more intentional sort of adventurous trips, things that really push us more than are just meant for rest and relaxation, but travel with the intention of growth and learning and self-discovery. I think there'll be more and more self-exploration trips, typically because more and more people are searching for meaning and connection and community. There is a demographic that just wants to take a vacation, but when you think about it, there's always a reason for why they're taking a vacation. A little bit deeper down there and pull that to the surface of, okay, why do you want to take this trip? Even in the travel agent industry that's based around the planning and booking phase of the trip and creating an itinerary, when you can bring to the surface the awareness of why someone wants to go on a trip and what are they looking to get out of this, you can make better decisions where you want to go, who you need to go with, how long maybe you need to go for, are you working on a certain type of budget, and then what kind of experiences are you looking to have. There was an article that I read, I think it was 2022, he was talking about how the future of travel is moving towards people choosing the experience first then choosing the destination. They're not saying, I want to go to France because of this, they're saying, I want to experience this. Therefore, where should I go? And it's just showing that emotion is being placed first 
when deciding on where to take a vacation and how to take a vacation. So we're definitely heading in that future of having more meaning and purpose. Even if you are going to go all-inclusive, if the intention is to bond and relax, certain questions at your dinner is going to connect your family more. Even the smallest little bits of intention and, and things like that can start being used even in a more sort of less adventurous sort of way. But I totally agree. I think the more and more we're going to head into intentional travel, having a real understanding of why you're traveling and making sure that experience is, is meeting your needs and fostering that. Because we hear all the time people say, well, I need a vacation from that vacation <laughs> or people who have a busy work life and they're in the corporate space, maybe, or they're a busy mom, they go on a vacation, they come back and now they're just antsy and waiting and unhappy until their next vacation. But like you said, if we can use what we learn during those vacations or those trips and set intentions in the first place, we can really use travel as that powerful tool for us to really better our lives as a whole too. But Jill, uh, as we're wrapping it up here, you mentioned that you have what's called the Courage Community Kilimanjaro program that's coming up. Can you share more about that and what that's all about? It's a three-month program happening early next year to help people gain the clarity, confidence, and community to live their best lives, to find a deeper sense of purpose and meaning. It starts in early January. In February, we head abroad to Tanzania where we will volunteer with the Dare Women's Foundation for a week in Arusha. We'll be doing some building. We've gone and built a perimeter fence on a beautiful piece of land. The last time we were there, we started building a community home. We're going to be working either on completion of that or something new. We're in talks right now. And then climbing Kilimanjaro together, which I've now done three times. So this will be my fourth time. Done it just with a friend and having led two groups. And if Kilimanjaro is on your bucket list, I cannot emphasize enough doing it with an incredible group of human beings, especially having volunteered the first week together, is the most incredible experience versus just doing it alone. So really can't emphasize enough going with a group on an experience like that is super incredible and powerful. We come back and it's all about helping people reintegrate, take all the lessons and things learned. It's just an incredible journey of self-discovery, growth. The people on the in the program are always just really, really incredible. We do have an application process. People have come back with confidence, clarity of purpose, feeling rejuvenated. We have people that have just realized their values and decide to literally shift jobs, shift companies, to live more in alignment with things that they realized. Lots of big shifts and amazing transformations through the whole experience. We are running that early next year. That sounds wonderful. Where can everyone learn more about you, learn more about the upcoming program and your future volunteer abroad programs? find and follow you. Our company is Ugo Impact, U-G-O Impact. We have an Instagram page, which is at Ugo Impact, same on LinkedIn, same on Facebook, and ugoimpact.com is our website. And there's a link to learn about Tanzania and other programs as they come up. We're hoping maybe a family program in the works for 2025, taking your kids abroad to do some volunteering self awareness and all of that self-discovery stuff. I think as a family, that'll be pretty powerful. I love that. I love that idea. My favorite question is always, is there a fun fact about yourself? It doesn't have to be business or travel related that you can share with us. Fun fact, I used to work as a clown. Way back in the day when I was in high school, I worked and trained to be a clown. I have the incredible skills of not only face painting, but animal balloon making. That is quite a fun fact about yourself. I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure some more of those skills come into play. You'd be surprised. We went to a Mad Hatter wedding and we were all bringing hats and we were traveling and I was like, how are we going to pack like a Mad Hatter hat? I'm just going to bring some balloons and we will blow up balloons and make hats. This incredible <laughs> skill came back literally like 20 years later to be useful. And I have a daughter. She loves animal balloons. So <laughs> perfect. Well, Jill, thank you so much for joining us today on the Travel Coach Network podcast. It was very inspiring and educating of what you do. And thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wonderful. And until next time, my fellow wanderers, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast. If you're brand new to the world of travel coaching, you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes. Then come share your takeaway from this episode in the Travel Coach Network global community. It's our free Facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches. See you there.